from the Capitolo scene to the Bonobo scene. All aboard the love train, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. I am the Reverend Dr. Susan Block, your conductor, and my co-conductor is Captain Max. I am the crackling ice cream <laughs> person that I got from the uh, from the food car. You're eating a popsicle. I'm eating a popsicle. That's correct. Yes, you are what you eat. So you are the popsicle now. I'm going to be a popsicle. Well, that's good on a hot day. I might lick you. Well, that's mm-hmm. the problem. All that's these people are trying to lick me. Oh, I thought you would say that's the benefit. Oh, uh, you, yes. Yes, well, we're talking about me. But a lot of people like popsicles. I am your co-conductor. I can lick your popsicle if I want to. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Woo! We are here, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, at the Church of the Bonobo Way in the village of Bonoboville, going down the tracks of our years into a new year, into new times. And we are talking about all kinds of things, sex, politics, and bonobos, and vice, and virtue. Vice is the channel, the TV station, what do they call it, TV company that we are on right now. That's our thing we're floating along and it is now over 116,000 views. Dr. Susie's controversial phone sex therapy, Mm, very controversial, yes because Vice is hard-hitting investigative journalism, right? They wanted to call it naughty, but they decided on controversial because, yeah, they don't want to endorse me like HBO. But I'm there, and I'm here for you. And maybe you want to check it out. I have the link to the YouTube in the description, so you can check it out. And... Enjoy the video if you haven't seen it yet. Give it some love. There's a lot of love, bonobo love, all over the comments, but there's also lots of hate, religio-fascism, and thought police. Mm -hmm. And, of course, lots of sexual ignorance, all kinds of craziness, and threats against our lives, uh, all you can imagine that might be squared away against sex. It's erotophobia in all its glory. And yeah, Vice is kind of encouraging that, so to speak. At first, I didn't think of it that way because, well, when they approached me, they sent me a cute documentary about a Jewish Santa Claus, and it was so sweet and adorable and favorable towards its subject and they said they were going to do a piece like that about me and Bonoboville and silly me I believed them but of course you take a good look at Vice which I've only done lately I'm sorry I'm not a regular Vice viewer but it's just dawning on me that they investigate like criminals all the time people committing well vice crimes 
like drug dealers and sex traffickers and neo-Nazis and cheaters and murderers and mercenaries and rapists and kidnappers and all kinds of criminals. And me, I'm there too. And I guess the Jewish Santa Claus is there too. And there's a few kind of quasi-positive things. But it's mainly a lot of criminals. And so I'm not surprised that a lot of people in the comments are treating me that way. And in fact, I'm very impressed at the people that are supporting what we do and the ones that we don't know that is of course a lot of our friends are there and people that are in the Bonoboville reunion that is featured on this vice video and so it kind of balances out more or less but it's very interesting to just investigate the comments which really reveal the level of sexual ignorance and religiosity and the way that people like crave being the thought police. I mean, I thought people didn't want a chip in our brain, but apparently there's a lot of people on Vice who really want to imprison people for having bad thoughts, right? They, some of them want to execute people, but at the very least, put them in jail. Everyone who has bad thoughts. So, by the way, I am not me on the comments. I'm Bonoboville, which is me, but Dr. Susan Block is banned from YouTube, so I can't be totally me. But I am Bonoboville, if you wanna check out those comments. And I recommend that they see this TV show that you recommended to uh, me. It's a great TV show that goes back to, to from the 50s to the 60s. It's called Twilight Zone. Da -na 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 -na. Right. Uh, and there's a, a series in there called A Penny for Your Thoughts. It's an episode in yeah, the Twilight episode, Zone yeah. series. And you learn very, very clearly... How dangerous. ...why you shouldn't arrest people just for having bad thoughts or fantasies or dreams, as they say in this Penny for Your Thoughts. Or talking about your bad thoughts or fantasies or dreams with a therapist. In fact, the best line in it, the most clear, is the mind reader, Mr. Poole, who used to play the husband on Bewitched. Bewitched, right. right yeah. Darren, he's great. And he says, we do things without thinking about them at all. And we think things without having the slightest intention of doing them, end quote. Food for thought, don't you think? Absolutely. And um, when the government starts uh, asking and telling you that you can get free chips, those are not potato chips. Right. Those are chips they put in your brain so that they can tell what you're thinking. And they are threatening that. Mm -hmm. It's coming closer along with AI, artificial ignorance. But in the meantime, our thoughts are our own. We can think bad thoughts. We can talk about them with a therapist. We shouldn't be arrested for that. 
we should be able to work them out. After all, that's what therapy is for. And sometimes you should be able to do a kind of sexual psychodrama or role play a fantasy. And if you're not doing it in real life, it's great. And I mean, do you turn do you turn in someone who's going to has a fantasy of stealing tires from the neighbors? Right. Well, in the show, in the episode of The Twilight Zone, A Penny for Your Thoughts, this guy discovers he can read minds suddenly. And so he's reading different people's minds, and he reads the mind of this older guy at a bank that he works in. And the guy is thinking, I'm going to steal all the money. I've been here 40 years. I'm tired of it. I'm going to take the money when I go into the vault and I'm going to go off to Bermuda. Yeah, right. And so our hero, Darren, is what I call Mr. Poole. Turns He reports him to the owner of the bank and to the guards and they kind of catch the guy as he's going out of the vault and they open up his bag and he's got nothing in it just his socks and kleenex and what have you he has no money in there and so that's when mr pool darren realizes that people often think things they don't do and the old man just said it's just a fantasy. I've Actually, had. he says it's a dream. A dream, but yeah. But that's the same thing. Same thing. Fantasies are really dreams, and it's just, you use the word fantasy more when it's a sexual dream than the word dream, but it's the same thing, and he was dreaming, daydreaming, that he would steal the money and go to Bermuda, but he wasn't really going to do that. Right. And he didn't do that. And it's a good thing they didn't beat him up before they discovered that he was innocent. Or shoot him nowadays. (laughs) So, folks, our thoughts should be free. It's at least the last bastion of freedom. And we should be able to talk about these thoughts with a therapist. And Lord and Lady knows the people on Vice's YouTube don't think we should. They think that People who have fantasies that are illegal or wrong shouldn't be allowed to live or certainly be free. They should be turned in, reported. Well, that's where we're headed. That's what the neighborhood watch is about. An innocent black man walking. Mm -hmm. Right. And, ah, something's wrong here. And that's based on the shooter's fantasy. Right. Not even the guy that's walking's fantasy. He's just walking. Folks, we got to learn the difference between our thoughts, our feelings, our fantasies, our dreams, and our actions. Ethics comes into play with action. You can think all the crazy, antisocial, violent thoughts you want, and people do. But when it comes to action, be careful, be good, be considerate. That's what we preach we try to practice what we preach and at the same time we explore all the wild fantasies what do you think horror movies are about i mean if you guys had your way everybody who makes a horror movie should be under arrest really come on but this is what we have in the comments section that and all the religious people that tell us we're going to hell well that reminds me of a show we used to do in the little village in italy and I would bring uh, uh, these uh, 
kids from the from the city onto the radio station and I would say tell me about your life and you know so forth and so on and I had a young boy come on and he starts saying how much he loves his family and but as he's talking he's starting to get angry and he starts to say I want to burn down my grandmother's house. I can't stand her. Well, a lot yeah. of young people I've been thinking have about fantasies that. like that. Old people do. But he never now. did. Of, of course, course not. <laughs> You're just talking about your feelings and your fantasies. Right. It does provide a therapeutic release as long as it's understood this is a fantasy. And that's what we're here for. That's one of the kinds of therapy that we provide we provide other kinds but that's an important kind because people have a lot of anger and rage inside of them and people that don't get to express it often do do something violent there's so much violence now and people have all these guns so they really need a place where they can express their thoughts and fantasies and maybe handle them so that they don't commit acts of violence right, right so cut the pentagon says i read a bunch of the youtube comments on the vice clip to be honest i really did get very concerned for your collective safeties dr susie max and other bonobo family members by the way we're not really family i mean max and i are married but it's more of a community. We're not a cult. No, we're not a cult. Oh, they think we're a cult. That's another <laughs> thing. Right. I'm not sure if the people that think we're a cult are haters or actually would like to join a cult. I think there's a variety there. The only cults I know is basically some religious cults. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, Jones down in uh, South America there. Yeah, or like, like the Catholic Church. <clears throat> or like the Catholic Church, right. drinking blood. Scientology. Yeah, you know. eating bodies of the Christ, you know. I mean, you think about all these religions and the mythologies that they perpetrate and that they insist you believe and you realize they're all cults in a way. It's just that the ones that are called cults are smaller and newer. Right, right. right. So that's not what we are. We don't ask you to believe anything. We do believe ourselves in the bonobo way, but you don't have to. You can enjoy our shows and be a therapy client. You can do anything you want, read my book, but you don't have to believe in the bonobo way. I happen to feel that it's a good way of being peace through pleasure. Pleasure doesn't have to mean sex, but among bonobos, it often does. It's also female empowerment, somewhat Barbie-like, but a little more realistic. And the important thing is also accompanying female empowerment is male well-being, and it's about sharing because that's what the bonobos are about partly because they're so sexual and they make peace they are the experts in sharing brothers and sisters and because we're sexy lefty socialists we believe in the principle of sharing we don't say that you have to use bonobos as a blueprint or be just like the bonobos they have sex too much maybe or with too many different other bonobos pretty non-discriminately but we do say you should be inspired we are inspired the sharing by the, the sharing of food oh yeah the sharing of space yeah the not killing these these are really the things 
the bonobos to me represent. Absolutely. You know, uh, <clears throat> I mean, as far as the sex goes, that's their deal. Well, you know? I don't know. I think the sex is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I said that you don't have to do that. No, uh, you don't have now, to. Now, if you have a chandelier in your house. Swing from it, baby. <laughs> you might want to swing from swing it. The bonobos swing from the trees as well as with each other. They do. They're swingers. And I mean that in every sense. And we can learn a lot from them. They are our closest cousins. And I refer to them in the Vice piece. And I notice that there are people in the comments that think they're very smart by saying, just want to let you know, we are not bonobos. They even say bonobo monkeys. And by the way, bonobos are not monkeys. That's a special piece of knowledge that you all should know. They are apes. They are great apes. And so are we. Monkeys are considered a little lower on the food chain, if you will. The difference is the tails. Right. But monkeys have tails. And they're more violent. Uh, It depends. But yeah, usually. I mean, there are some very violent apes. Common chimps can be very violent. And gorillas commit infanticide. But none of them are as violent as humans. That's right, brothers and sisters, some of you are watching Oppenheimer, and of course we uh, commemorated the dropping of the bombs last week, and it's just appalling what we human apes have come up with. And we could just kill ourselves and commit ecocide upon the earth if we're not careful, and we're not careful. So let's look at the bonobos as inspiration They don't make war. They do commit violence. I've seen some people that say that they never fight. That's not true. They fight. They are fighters. Some of it's play fighting, and some of it's pretty serious. And yellers. They scream. They love to scream. (laughs) And they can hurt each other. But somehow they seem to never kill each other. And they seem to take the fighting and turn it into some form of sex or sharing some form of affection in some ways you can say they do the greatest makeup sex in the animal what do i say not kingdom the animal realm realm yes and we are part of the animal realm and like it or not check it out makeup sex is some of the best sex i think we had some the other day i would say yeah we had uh, yes we did we yeah did. And considering we have arguments all the time and we have sex eh, a fair amount i think a lot of our sex is makeup sex you come together brothers and sisters and sex is a great thing that's why i think it's important when you settle down get married if you want to get married you should do it with somebody you're sexually compatible with it seems like a no-brainer but i am amazed at all of the people that come to me for therapy who tell me that they have a sexless marriage and I say well were you attracted and they say well no they weren't that attracted when they first got married but they had decent sex so they kind of kept going and the person was a good person and they had hobbies in common or what have you all that's important hobbies and being a good person but If you don't have sexual compatibility, 
it's very hard to do that makeup sex thing that bonobos do so well. It's very hard to get that lust in the trust. So I would say if you're going to get married, unless you're one of those asexual people, I don't think there are very many of those, but okay, maybe a few. You should marry somebody or get in a relationship with somebody that you're attracted to, that you like sexually. And it's, I think it's kind of important to know their fetishes. You don't want to find out later. So tell your fetishes. Yeah, share. That doesn't mean you have to tell them right away. Right. But maybe before you get married, okay, yeah. tell your potential spouse, partner, what turns you on. I love to wear your panties, darling. Well, maybe yeah, you do. Yeah, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But, because if you, know. you don't tell... And then Darling finds you wearing the panties later. Darling could be very upset. Very upset. Maybe not. Maybe Darling huh? will accept it. But better to kind of get that out there. Better to share. Yeah. Share, we, share, we share. We did. Yes. Sharing fantasies, thoughts. It's not the same as actually doing something. And when you get to doing, it's a different story. And... By the way, wearing panties is no big deal. But don't steal panties, okay? I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I don't think it's a great thing to steal panties. No, no. Especially if they're my favorite panties. No. Actually, you shouldn't be stealing anything. I heard of a judge that stole a bunch of panties from this woman. And boy, did he get in trouble and lost his judge job, by the way. But you can imagine that's only one that got caught. And there are plenty of judges that, what are they wearing under those robes? Well, maybe the neighbor's panties. So Vice is interesting. It's a lot of hits. We're getting a lot of response. But it's a little bit treating us like we are part of the underworld, the vice of life. I think it's also they've got an army of religious, uh, hyper-religious folks uh, that talk about doomsday and what is this world coming to. Folks, we're here because we had sex. (laughs) Lots of sex. And it's important to note that sex is not just for procreation. It is also for recreation. And the bonobos show us that. They have some procreation, obviously, but they also use sex for fun, for pleasure, for affection, and to diffuse violent tension. So it's important to know that. That's not to say you have to always do that, but understand that that is part of our great ape nature to want to use sex for recreation, not just procreation. Here we are on FDR which stands for Fuck to Rich. Also, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, our 32nd president, who was a mixed bag, but not the worst, and he's not the one that dropped the A-bomb. That was Harry S. Truman. So he dropped some bombs, though. So we're not saying he's the greatest, but we are the greatest. (laughs) And by the way, speaking of my greatness, I have been nominated for Most Popular Sex Educator, in the Urban X Awards. Voting has ended. You can't vote anymore. 
and I'm not expecting to win, but I'm delighted to be nominated. Absolutely. And we're going to go to the awards show at the Globe Theater. So, haters, please stay away. But come one, come all, or just come. Everybody that loves us to the Globe Theater next Sunday. The haters, just come at home, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to see us at the Globe Theater. <laughs> but we will be there, and we hope to see some of our loved ones there. And speaking of loved ones, I see Be Da Love Live Light. I see Pam. Is Pam uh, in the caller area? No. <laughs> oh, Pam is I, in the comment I, I, I area, as usual. I, I, and I, I, Max I, I, loves Pam. I love Pam. I love Amy, too. And Amy. Uh, mm. I love Dre. He, he loves all the girls. I love the girls. I'm, How I'm, about uh, Cut the Pentagon? <clears throat> I love him, too. You know, uh, yeah, I love him, too. I love everybody, but I like other ones better. And, right. You, know, you have a preference. I have a preference, right. Well, we've got some fun comments here, and we love them. And people like popsicles, and uh, Cut the Pentagon says, you are what they eat, Dr. <laughs> Susie. He's always got some good quips. So we would love it if you would put yourself into the caller area. And speaking of which, we'll say hi to be to love live light. And that's two of them. And they are stars of the Vice. TV piece. Hi guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Halo, halo, halo. Oh, you have a halo. So do you. I have horns on my head because I'm a little devil. <laughs> <laughs> but your hats are so much like a halo when you wear them. It's this beautiful. It's a combo. I got the <laughs> horns, especially around Lupercalia and Krampus. I like to wear horns, but yeah, I like the hat that is like wide brimmed. It is a little bit like a halo, a crown. It's a special thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I seem to have uh, horns and hooves with the occasional halo. <laughs> it's true. Be Live can be very goat-like sometimes. Wow. <laughs> well, if you have a tail, then you're in the monkey category. We apes don't have I do have a tail, too. Oh, you know, I, I, okay. I, I bonobo it, you know? I bonobo. Yeah. Be, be, be bonobo. So, <laughs> you guys, this is the first time I'm talking to you since the Vice piece started airing. I suppose you've seen it. Oh, yeah, we Multiple watched it. Multiple orgasm times. <laughs> At least twice the first day it came out. <laughs> yes. So what do you think? We've talked about what we think. We have mixed feelings. We were glad to be out there and get all the views. But, yeah, it's not the way we would put out the do information. You, uh, you guys have any fantasies I should turn you in for? Right. Before we start. Uh, <laughs> wait, so... <laughs> the thought police are here. I heard you saying that there were haters. Were people, like, uh, giving you new hate? Because I know you guys are used to hate, surely. Oh. There wasn't... Was it oh. very creative hate? Yeah, this haters? is a little more creative. And it's the numbers. When I put out my own videos... I get a little bit of hate, you know, one in 20 comments might be a hate comment. But, but now we have crusaders. Right. They're, they're actually crusaders who believe in Jesus but don't know what Jesus taught. Right. right. Jesus taught love and hung out with hookers. <laughs> and hung out, right. 
Yeah. 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 So we have half haters on the new Vice piece about how... Just copy John 418 into all the replies on the comments, you know. Um, uh, Perfect love is not afraid of punishment. So the idea that if, 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 if there's... Are they trying to punish you in some way? Oh, you yes. Know, oh. A couple of them have called for the firing squad or yeah. to burn me alive. And then there's a lot of them that say we're going to burn in hell. There's a lot of verses from, I guess, the Bible. And all, yeah, a lot of verses from the Bible and a lot of... This is the end of the world. We, Dr. Susie and I... Represent the end of the, the world. world. We're too. Oh. We're too old people. I'm Very apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see that you represent the end of their world. If you if you are the mainstream <laughs> now, which I believe that you are ushering in a new age of what the mainstream is and will be. We have children who have smartphones at eight. I have a little sister. Right who is nine years old, who is on Facebook Messenger every day for hours. She has access to all kinds of information. But she shouldn't listen to our show or watch. No, no, I'm not saying she is at all. We are telling her not to. But (laughs) sometimes you can't help it, and they do. And we always have that in mind. We always try to be responsible, but we are geared for adults. My therapy is for adults. A lot of people say that I should report somebody for their thoughts. I have looked into the reporting thing, and of course, I don't have to report anybody for their thoughts. It's only child psychologists that are supposed to report that sort People of thing. People work with children. I don't work with children. I'm not a family psychologist. And well, even, I think, even yeah, then, I, we, we have to be careful, because I don't know if you remember, the, what was it, the Martin? McMartin. The McMartin fiasco was awful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the only people a lot that, of fantasies. Yeah, a lot of people that had fantasies were the parents. People were thrown into yeah. jail for years, for years, based on fantasies of both the children and their parents. And the therapist. It was tragic. When was that? It was in the eighties, actually. 80s, yeah. It what? was a terrible, terrible thing, and honestly, it's not done. People are still thrown into prisons and loony bins for fantasies. It's not technically legal. You should be able to have thoughts and feelings, but people get into a witch hunt based on what they hear or what they feel. And certainly the people on our vice comments section, such as the Pentagon, said he was afraid for our safety. Oh, absolutely. Uh. And and this is not the first time, by the way, uh, (coughs) that we have been... uh, 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 targeted and a lot of people that are in, in uh, that deal with sexuality get targeted and they get hurt. I was stabbed one night. I was tied up and not in a fun way. Yeah, it wasn't no fun. And then we had the the the, the Arab newspaper who said that. Uh, oh, that's a long story. Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> anyway, there. we have had our share of just misinterpretation. And erotophobia, I would say. A lot of erotophobia. But this is the latest bout of erotophobia that you find in the comments section. And yet there are a lot of really great comments. And some of them are even posted by people we don't know. (laughs) 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 We've certainly told everyone we know, hey, hey, post some nice comments. Try to balance it out. 
But it's hard yeah. to balance it out because these people, you're right, they call out their troops yeah, and yeah. they all seem to just converge. And it took a few days. Oh, there. They got worse and worse. They're all there. Yeah. And there's That's a it. couple comments about you, Danielle yeah. Watts. Oh, really? Oh, yes. There's kind of a nasty one. I don't know if I should repeat it. Oh, please tell me. I'm curious. I got yeah. I got thousands of nasty ones with you our know, car sex. You know, we okay. get our news from, we get most of our news from you. And like, yeah, back when the 9-11 thing happened in 2014, there, gosh, like, I'm sure People that we had some. People told us we should just kill ourselves. Hang ourselves. That we were everything that was like, wrong with America. Yeah, there's so many things. And we, like, you know, like but the, the, the problem with that is that like, we, had, we had a fraction of the integrity that you and Max had at the time yeah. as far as what we were standing for. Oh, I mean, we yeah. were we were doing our best to stand up for what felt like our liberty, you know, but we, our level, you have such a high level of integrity, you and Max, you care so much. And I just think of the art of seduction and all of those comments are just people who are seduced by you, but their inner ch child, you know, that's why they're so concerned yeah. about the children. They have these inner children yes. who don't feel allowed to play, don't feel allowed to feel pleasure, and they're very angry. So they get in a rage. But they're learning, like me, how to express themselves, and the comment sex section gives them an opportunity to. You remember how I used to get fits of little tantrums on your show because I wanted yeah. so desperately to be able to express myself, and you know, I was on the show. These people don't even have a show, so they're they're right. using your show to kind of express things that they can't express to anyone else. So I'm thankful for that. But um, I must say, I use the comments as my own little show. I'm mm -hmm. Bonoboville since Dr. Susan Block has been disabled on YouTube. But I am Bonoboville. And I write back and forth to these people and I try to be compassionate. I try to be funny, a little humor here and there and try to respond to their rage and their erotophobia and their threats. I try and it's kind of fun in a way. I get on there just about every day, maybe four times a day. And I go, okay, who's on there now giving me crap? So <laughs> I respond to it. And I know there's a lot of people, celebrities or regular people, that when they get a lot of comments, they don't look at them. And I'm just not like that. I, I don't know if I'm a little bit masochistic. Uh, you know, sometimes it does hurt. Sometimes I look at that and I go, ah, what is that me they're talking about? And sometimes I get a good perspective on what is going on with erotophobic America. And sometimes I feel that it is a form of therapy. I need to help these people. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're here. That's why yes. they're expressing their rage and their fear mm -hmm. because they need me to respond to them. Mm -hmm. yes. And I yes. do, I try. Yes. And sometimes they respond back. And occasionally they say thank you, very occasionally. Mostly they just tell me I'm full of crap. And occasionally they remove their comment Ooh. because they feel embarrassed yeah, yeah. that I've kind of called them out. And they did that with Max, oh, too. He yeah. does the same thing. I'm not so kind. No, I, <laughs> he's a little meaner. I mean, I'm very nice, but I'm not so kind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we, we're the same way. I mean, when it comes down to you, like the... Like just well, you know, the love and I like oh we're like gosh, when body love saying and, when it comes you know, down to it. We'll give you an example. We're we're sleeping I, in our car every night. 
we met a very gorgeous police officer named mm-hmm. Officer Sullivan. This is a great example. And he he saw Live stretching, doing a child's pose in the front seat, and took it upon himself to make sure he was okay. He turned uh, around. I didn't even know that uh, he turned around and sat and he, on, he ran us for our plates, and he came over, and we were parked apparently, even though we were in this place called Lake Pompeii in Larkspur, <laughs> California. We thought a very Greek, you know, kind of ideal, but apparently there's a lot of people who get out of San Quentin, the prison, and come park over there, or something is in that area. They they just drop them off there, apparently. So he came to whatever, whatever they find their way. So, so so he came over to to see who we were because in case someone called on us, he wanted to get to know us first, which just seemed so backwards. Yeah. But it was sweet because Beelive was really sweet with him, and I was I was pretend I was kind of pretending to read a magazine in the back seat because I still have. P- you recorded them. I had I still at that moment had PTSD around the cops, sure. so my heart was That's racing. That's understandable. So I didn't want to engage too much, but as I peeked out from behind the magazine, the I, camera. he was gorgeous. I was recording on the iPad because I find if I record these interactions, it makes them easier for me to grow through them. And and it's a so, good idea just in case he doesn't act so gorgeous. Exactly. But what I realized was he actually wanted to make friends with us. And he asked if she was anything, in anything he, good. He asked know, like, when, we, he, when he heard I was an actress, he had this big smile. Is she in anything good? And of course, I wasn't in the mood to flirt. And I felt bad. So, but I you played tell, a cop? You should yeah, tell him that. Usually at this moment, I would be like, usually at this moment, I'd be like, oh, she was in Django and on weeds. But my heart yeah. was racing too much. And Live was just trying was, to be... I, that, this time I was like, okay, I'm not going to feed that energy. Like, and so I didn't say anything. But what right, I did you today, never know. because... But if he visits again sweet. and, you know, you guys share a joint together, you can tell well, him about we how you were in a, a show called Weeds and you played a cop. We wrote him a whole letter today and oh. we included a, a screenshot from the show and we said, you know, oh. I was in Django, Live was a chef, and here are our married mentors and here's a show we were just on. And, and I realized he probably has a future as an actor. He's gorgeous or as a TV personality, something like that. They do so many cop shows. Maybe that'll be his segue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he really lit up when he realized we were Hollywood folks. So I realized everyone's, everyone wants love. It's just people have different barriers. And, and people are so frightened. I'm curious about this comment still. I, yeah. I'm, yes, I'm, I, I'm getting to that. You guys have so much to say. <laughs> I wanted to share that, like, you know, you know, you know our upbringing is Seventh-day Adventist, same town, etc. Et Amen and A-women. Very, very, very Christian. Very yes, so... The one thing that I took, even though I became a spiritual alchemist and was like, I'm not Christian, and while for a while went anarchist, atheist, kind of atheist, kind of, and then the one thing I could, I brought from my whole upbringing was, um, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everything that knows yes. love knows God. Amen. And, and that's A-win. what I live. That's how I live. So I, yeah, I just that to all the Christians out there, the, that was the core to what Jesus, the Bible, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, was saying. Right. You know, and- I, I just want to share that. We do share Bible stories with our haters on Vice. We talk about Jesus hanging out with hookers and Mary Magdalene rubbing his feet. Rubbing his feet. And him encouraging people to share and to not hurt each other. Being rather bonobo, really. I know that Jesus was in one of these foot fetish shows. But they have an idea of Jesus as sort of carrying a gun. The Jesus of Ecclesiastes, I guess. But yeah, certainly in our foot fetish shows, we 
do a role play as Jesus, which I'm sure they would find really outrageous yes. and <laughs> sacrilegious and everything. But we do it with love and respect and fun and no violence, yeah. at least <laughs> no non-consensual violence. We are into kink and BDSM. Yeah. So let me tell you about yes. the comment. And then we also have Brady. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, Brady. But <laughs> back to Be the Love Live Light, specifically Danielle Watts, who, of course, is a famous actress. And this person who wrote a comment uh, seemed to be aware of your fame. In fact, she mentioned Django Unchained. And she talked about how far you have fallen. and that you once had so much promise and you could have been great and then she heard that you got into sex and drugs and underground stuff and my how far she has fallen she was really really sort of sad about that in a way there's a lot of fallen angels and by the way I want to say for those of you who have not yet seen the Vice piece, you should watch it and note that aside from myself, Danielle is really featured. Danielle is the star. I mean, Danielle is there talking. They almost put the piece where you take the blood out of your womb in the little cup. They were going to do it. The producer told me he wanted to do it, but then the lawyers said no. Yeah. And yeah, who knows how they would have represented yeah, that, yeah. though. <laughs> but they show Danielle on the motor bunny. Yeah, I was the doorman. Yep. They show Danielle talking. Of course, they show as much toplessness without showing it as possible. We were talking with Rhiannon last week about how it sort of looks like there's a bunch of snow over y'all. <laughs> My pussy. Or <laughs> perhaps that the editors got excited looking at your actual nipples and then came all over your nipples because it does kind of look like very white <laughs> cum. A cloud of cum. Yes, a cloud of cum all over yeah. your bodies. And uh. bottom and top, they, of course, want to show both without showing. They want to have it both ways. <laughs> and <laughs> another thing it reminded me of is the Barbie movie because there's no nipples. So we have yeah. no nipples either. We're all Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> but there are ass cracks. I appreciated the spanking at the yes, end. Yes, they do show ass cracks. You're right. Madame de Sade is there whacking with her attitude adjustment ruler. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, her mentee, not a submissive exactly, but mentee, I think her name is Noel Nova. She is being strapped to the bondage cross and spanked by me, by Madame, and by the great comedian Sally Mullins. And all the while, you're riding the motor bunny and Belive is dancing around. It's just great. And they think we're in a cult because of stuff like this. Uh, It's really just a celebration. I have a confession, confession, Dr. Susie. Yes. (laughs) I know the love. I know the love. A.K.A. Danielle Watts had one a while back about our 9/11. Oh, okay, all right. Now, when well, you say you're 9/11, you mean when you were busted for having sex in a car? 
Yeah, the CBS <laughs> big multi-million worldwide scandal. It happened to TMZ be on, scandal, on, yes. on September 11th. And then people called me the Rosa Parks of car sex, which I continue to have to be. You know? But anyway, <laughs> I, I let it. my husband make his confession. So, so my confession's quick and easy. Basically, like, one of the segments where it shows me and to love, it pauses and says, right as you're seeing porn stars, it pauses on me and her. Yeah. And it's... Interestingly enough, one of the things I never shared on this channel, on your show, on oh. anything, was that there was a character, or is a character out there still, named Dick Bowen. And he is a porn star. Ah, there Mo you go. Mostly, mostly gay for pay, <laughs> a little straight. Mostly you can't find. Right. His, name, his other name is Jeff Live or Live or Brian James Lucas. <laughs> There's and some fun pictures so, of him sucking yeah, some, so, some big so it was, yeah. so they were actually spot on when they did stopped it on that spot. <laughs> this is the first time he said this publicly. Yeah, I've never yes. said it publicly so it's a true confession. So thank you for being here and How come I knew it? Both though. of you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your soul, your subconscious, you knew it, but you know. I knew it. Or maybe I saw you, you on Pornhub or something. Because, oh. you know, I watch that all the time. So oh, I kind of knew it. I think uh, we had a therapy session. But, yeah, you never oh, okay. said it on my show. I think you told no. me and showed me a little bit, but I, I wouldn't bring it that, up. Yeah. Yeah, when you yeah. did that, um, the the. I wish she was making yes. more money on this confession. Oh yeah, I made a hundred dollars each one. Like right no, I mean butter. like residual checks. Yes. You know? I wish I made more money on the vice piece. They actually owe us yeah. money, that they're oh, supposed wow. to pay us just for expenses. They didn't pay us for the piece, but it's been over a year, right? Yeah. And they still haven't given us the money for paying for food and that sort of thing. Yeah, they have oh, a, wow. we, a we fund thing going. Right. <laughs> we fight hey, them. George, uh, George, uh, get, get them back, get them back. <laughs> yeah, George Soros has a, has a pot over there somewhere with your name on it, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, George. Thank you, George. It is a mixed bag, this vice piece, but I am grateful that they put it on. It's just another adventure for me, for Max, for all of us in Bonoboville. It was an adventure for my various clients, especially the mm -hmm. one that did the interview on camera. Very brave, mm -hmm. very engaging. They loved him. And mm. they really made him a star in a way. And of course, mm -hmm. some people like him on the comments and some people have their criticisms of him too. I mean, they have criticisms of everybody. And one thing that I empathize with these people is their pain. I mean, sometimes I feel the same pain when I see like the Kardashians or certainly when I see the wars and I'm just in a rage over that. So these people are in a rage over this. I happen to think I'm right and they're wrong and that the wars are wrong and that the Kardashians are superficial. But at the same time, I do acknowledge we're all human. And that's why I do try to reach out to them in a nice way and tell them they're full of shit. <laughs> anyway, that was the comment about you. I think I went on there as Bonoboville. We did defend you as being a great artist. Not that we have to. It's so obvious. In the piece, you really shine. You're just amazing. The two of you, actually. 
Well, I'm just having a lot of fun. I just love being there with you and Max, and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful community. And and you know, the one thing that really stuck out with me is is how because you don't have to report, because you really see people as humans. There's so many things that you can do that are just so powerful mm-hmm. that that so many other people refuse to do, I think, because yeah. they're afraid. Well, yeah, they're, they're afraid of that kind of responsibility. And, you know, you know what you know, that what you're doing is a correct part of the evolution of, of, of what it is to be human, to explore pleasure, to explore the body. And I know that people have all kinds of fantasies and memories and dreams the Bonoboville reunion represents our in-person gatherings, which is a kind of group sex therapy, if you will. And there's actually a lot more rules to that than there is to what we talk about on the phone. Oh, yeah. Because that's in-person, that involves other people. You could hurt someone. We are very careful with people at these events, even though they look wild and sort of like there's no holds barred. There's lots of holds that are barred. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. We've been we've been enough shows to know that on our phone therapy, which is really in a way the emphasis of this vice piece. They call it Dr. Susie's controversial phone sex therapy. And at first they had a cute pre-title for it, which was Dial O for orgasm, and then they changed it to masturbating during therapy, which I think is really yeah. kind of sleazy. But it's okay. I mean, I do let you do that. I think it's okay, and that's one way in which. I'm different than the average sex yeah. therapist who is certified and is not yeah. allowed to let people do that. One of the biggest problems that therapists have, I sent you that uh, that thing from one of these associations, Ooh. is people masturbating during therapy. And we let you do that. Yeah. That's okay. We're not even there. We don't even know if you are anyway. And they have no answer. They have... They're, they're like fudgeting around. Uh, do you kick them out? Do you hang up on them? Do, a lot uh, of them do. Yeah. I know from having conversations on the ASECT chat line where I see other people saying, oh, this client started masturbating with me on the phone. I heard him heavy breathing. And I just said, we have to end this conversation now. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how a lot of them are. How about that? That tells you you are sick. Yeah, that's what it tells you. It's not very therapeutic. You know what I had to tell? I had to tell a police officer, because we we meet the police almost every week since we're living in our car. They really like talking to us. And I had to tell a police officer recently, because I was naked in the car. No, 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 this was a while ago. This is a while ago. I was naked in the, a while ago. I was naked in the car. And I explained to the officer that I have that I'm recovering from PTSD, and that um, I I I didn't really stretch the truth. I, I sort of channeled you. I said yeah. I have a therapist who encouraged me to uh, <laughs> to be naked if it feels good, if it feel you know, if it helps me relax. And I and and but in appropriate <laughs> settings, of oh, course. No, of course, of course. But he agreed yes, that my good. own private car was an appropriate setting. Absolutely. Um, and he actually not in high traffic areas, that, right? No, 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 nothing like that. And he 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 he, he acknowledged that it, that that it was actually a valid thing that I was saying. If I have a mental health condition and it helps me relax, because my parents wouldn't let me be naked and they spanked me for being naked and I had to wear these little yeah. church shoes and squeeze myself into these repressive outfits. 
it really helps me to be naked. And Honestly, I feel being naked helps everybody. And I'm nicer. I'm not this angry person running down the street breaking the car. I broke the windshield on our car six months ago because I didn't feel safe. No, Danielle, that's not good. No, I mean, this is the kind of mental health stuff that I'm really going through. And I, I, I Live and I are consensual. We, you know, we do our best. But I've had outbursts like that as recently as six months ago. I broke the navigation in the street. The, you know, the, the three three stars, I called it Venus, Sirius, and Pallades, and the windshield. But it, but, but it was a breakthrough, and <laughs> so it reminded me very, very swiftly afterward the power of the therapy that you shared because I wasn't allowing myself pleasure. I wasn't allowing myself cannabis. I wasn't allowing myself chocolate. I wasn't allowing myself to be naked and, and masturbate, and that would have helped release a lot of tension. Yeah. But I didn't so know dare how to find we say our therapy is a virtue, even Absolutely. though it's Absolutely. We don't want vice. people walking around so round, wound up that they can't function. Absolutely. That's how so wars are created. We have kept Brady waiting. <laughs> we should say hello. He's great. He's so calm. Hi, Brady. And it was really good. And I'll just preface this by saying that, you know, I am probably one of the most judgmental people that I know personally <laughs> and, uh, I judge you guys as the real deal you know I think Thank it was you. a that was a really Thank good you. vice that was one of the best vice pieces ever that was a it's wow. a classic already and um, you. you guys Thank handled you. it great um, it was really interesting Bonoboville looks like paradise on earth um, you guys are killing it. I'm very impressed actually did you post a comment? Oh, well, you know, I think I might have. I don't even remember. I, I'm sure I did. Okay. I did go through the comment section. And you know what? The, your comment section was not bad, Dr. Uh-huh. Susie. You're, you're speaking out of enough as far as YouTube comment sections go. Um, I think you're, you're, you're doing great. <laughs> I'd like to ask a question. Did everybody like my part as the doorman? <laughs> and the dildo washer. Oh, and the dildo washer. The dildo washer was the best part. That yeah. was great, especially washing the Jesus jackhammer dildo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the baby Jesus butt plug. I wonder, Max, what your noble family would think of you as the dildo washer. Y- you know what? My noble family, especially from the kingdom of Naples, or what used to be the kingdom of Naples, mm-hmm just loves me yes yes they, yeah. they just love me I he's mean, one of the good awesome. commenters yeah yeah and, yeah and it's kind of strange i met giovanni I, I, giovanni i didn't know this guy this this, this a great photographer yeah he's a very well-known photographer and so forth travels all over <clears throat> the world yeah and he's constantly giving me encouragement mm-hmm. um, and so is his wife yeah and i think that he feels that is a noble family, I should move forward. And Yes, and you are spreading the name in what right. he feels yes. is a good way and what we feel is a good way. And that name would be Filangeri. Max is uh, Maximilian Lubkovitz de Filangeri. Filangeri is the mom's side. Yes. Right. And Fiorentino. Wow. Yeah. And, and I always say noble. that you that you were you were taught the Bohemian ideals, Max. I like saying that. That's the Lubkovitz side. Yeah. Well, both sides. So the, 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 the Phil and Jerry's had their main villa was spectacular, right on the, on the Bay of Naples. And they had 32 servants mm-hmm. to, to run this place. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. 
No, it was Bohemian. Um, yeah. But also, you are Prince of Prague, Duke of Melnick on your Lubkovitz side, and Prague is uh, Bohemia. Yeah, and they also had, that's what it was, they also had this incredible theater right. at home. <laughs> right, like we have, but yeah. not so well, obviously cr- sexual, y- but y- y- yeah, certainly like a Commedia dell'arte type of right. and theater. And you, you could see 200 people in the theater. Okay. Yes. Now, on the on the Lupkovitz side, who was one of the people that supported Beethoven and so forth, one of the Prince Lupkovitzes had a whole orchestra that lived in the castle. Oh, we need an orchestra, honey. <laughs> yeah, just in Living case. Living in our castle. Just in case they had some guests. There you go. <laughs> they didn't have a record player or right. uh, any so of that. Right, so you need to have musicians around. Yeah. <laughs> so they had this whole orchestra. And for lunch. It's nice have some musicians around yeah why not? absolutely they had a lot more jobs for musicians back then that's right and of course they, they were probably kept them now like beethoven slaves. beethoven these guys were 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 not stars they they were people that worked at the castle yeah they did that's that's it got a little famous yeah well yeah later but i mean when they were working there, they they were just... Under the patronage of the prince. That's correct, right. So now the prince is washing dildos and having a <laughs> grand old time. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's a royal duty. Uh, I mean, it's a very progressive... I'm, I'm very proud of it uh, because uh, for many years I heard, how do you wash dildos? And I figured out that you throw them in the washing machine, you put a little soap in there, and they come out just beautiful and it's funny that people write about it in the comments like why is he doing that and i write back because we like clean dildos (laughs) (laughs) that's why because we always wash our dildos the castle was very clean that that prince max came from (laughs) let's get brady back i want to hear more about his perception of our grand vice entrance into the world go ahead brady you had the expected reaction in the comment section but there were a lot of people really standing up for you and saying no what she's doing is you know right a good thing and she's out of the box and it might you know it might not be the decision that i would have made personally but um we're different people and you know what you're doing a lot more than i do (laughs) this is like you you really you guys really come off as professional like Aww. y'all are like real y'all have a real professional vibe so and y'all the real deal i mean i feel like y'all are really legitimately making sex a less toxic more positive thing for everyone on planet earth Aww. and y'all are doing the really hard difficult work involved in doing that and bearing the brunt of all the yeah. satanic panic or whatever, sex panic whatever you want to call no, it no it's satanic and they then, accuse us of being emissaries yeah. of satan it's really quite interesting in a way the fantasies that people have about us some of it is threatening and some of it is very esoteric yeah 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 Mm -hmm. well i'm glad you liked it and i basically like it i see how they kind of skew it a little bit more towards the controversy than they made out to be doing when they visited me and some people in the comments say people worship her but she is satan (laughs) (laughs) 
well, you're you a goddess. Another... You know they got it backwards. You're a goddess. Of course we worship you. What are you supposed to do to goddess? And a princess. And another great prince, I just have who has passed on now, Prince the Performing Artist. Oh, um, yes. He has that great song about controversy. You know, it's it has to do with the intersection of where we meet uh, the human condition. And it touches everybody in a different, as the as the people who practice ta- tantric yoga or the Kama Sutra might say, in a different chakra. Some people are going to get it in a sort of survival chakra deep down in their root chakra. Other people are going to get it in their crown chakra, like Brady. He's he sees the magnificent magnificent aura of it, you know. But there's a lot of education to be had all around. And I, my dad has almost a PhD in health services. He used to run a a boys' home for juvenile sex offenders, and I sent it to my father, you know, and Apple oh. Live sent it to my father because he thought he'd appreciate it. You speak very well about very important issues that are relevant he's to our ve- planet. He's very open-minded too, and I also sent it to her uncle, who's a big supporter of Be the Love Live Light, and, and he's he he he's like to, to be, she's a, she went to Yale, she has a PhD. Well, to be fair, impressed. I went to the University of Southern California, which is no Yale, but Ooh. one of oh, the first hey, plays. that's a great school. <laughs> that's a good school. But, no, but one impressed. of the first plays that all of my family, my dad has a big a lot of brothers and sisters, and and he had about five or six of them. And my first play, and I was playing Eurydice as a homeless girl who was a prostitute with knee pads. And my whole family came to see me because that's part of the human condition. You know, there's many different stories and they're all human. You know, I think it's 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 the job of, 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 of all of us to learn how to love. And it's just so great to be stewards of that. You and that's the thing about our minds is we come up with all these different stories. By the way, since you mentioned Prince passing away, and of course, a couple of weeks ago, we did a little eulogy for Sinead O'Connor, who sang Nothing Compares to You, his song. He didn't really like her singing it, but she sang it so beautifully, and it's part of our Desert Susan tapes that we sent to the soldiers of Desert Storm. And so we seem to be having, since we are in an advanced age, almost a weekly eulogy, a weekly who died this week. And this week, not somebody so famous, but someone who touched my life in a very indirect way was this dude named Tom Jones. He was a writer, not the Tom Jones that said... singer. No, 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 not... Lady. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. Not that one. But this one died at the age of 95, and he wrote a play that I was in as a kid, and Danielle might know about this, because it was a very famous play for a while called The Fantastics. It was the <laughs> longest-running musical ever. From 1960 to 2002, it ran 42 years. And I played the girl, Louisa. And there's no set at all. And I kind of learned a lot from being in this play. There's a wall, it's funny, played by a person. And all the people play the parts of the set. There is no set. You have a costume, but not much in the way of props either. But the story is a little bit like Romeo and Juliet, but with a happy ending. And all this singing I had to do. Soon it's gonna rain, I can feel it. Soon I'm gonna go off key. Anyway, and then there's a song called The Rape Ballet. And they later changed it. When I was a kid and I was in it, it was called the Rape Ballet. It was very controversial. Whoa. It was a fantasy, 
But it had that word, and later they called it the abduction ballet. But brothers and sisters, this play, which featured the rape ballet, it's true, it was a fantasy, but it's in it, it's sung by the lead guy, and he also sings, try to remember the kind of September. I don't know if you know that song, but it's in the middle of this musical that was the most popular ever. It's like we often do have fantasies about bad things Mm -hmm. and art and therapy help us to process this. I think if it's done responsibly, we can use our art and our therapy to help us to handle this stuff so we don't hurt other people. I think one one of the things that this generation and my generation, frankly, we were brought up with a bunch of lies. Mm. A bunch of lies about yeah. everything. And now we have the internet. Which is more lies. More lies, but also more c- clear. Well, the more, truth is out there. Yeah, like now the say. truth is out there. And, mm. and, and so a lot of people who came from the world of lies are freaked by the way, Socialist Pizza has, says Paul Rubens died recently. Pee Wee Herman. Yes, what? we talked about him last week. You missed our breaking what? news last week. Pee Wee oh. Herman just passed away. Long bout oh. with cancer. Great performer. Also very caring about his performers that worked with him very ahead of his time in terms of working with people of color. And, of course, the terrible thing that happened was he was busted he was slut shamed back in 1992 because he masturbated speaking of masturbation in an adult theater and i don't even know how much he masturbated he pulled it out i guess and at that time we had just started dating or having some sex before we got married we did a special show in which i masturbated to orgasm live on KFOX Radio, the first live on-air orgasm. The LA Weekly said that I melted down the airwaves. We did it in solidarity with Paul Rubens because masturbation is natural. It's, in fact, mm. positive. Yes. Not a bad thing. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. And he was great in the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. Okay, cool. Like, amazing, amazing. Yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. Did, we really did get our news from you, Dr. Susie. Like, I, we, <laughs> we were both very influenced by Pee Wee yeah. Paul, Paul Rubin. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like a, we just found this out right now. Okay, wow. well, you should light a candle for Pee Wee. Have you paid the cult? What's that? Uh, membership. Oh, do we pass the hat? <laughs> like a church or what do we do yeah no we just give you as much praise as we can you influence us also with the desert season what people don't know we every dime we make goes into our preaching basically and into yeah. helping to save the yeah, bonobos and helping to save the we bonobos we do put quite a sizable percentage into helping lowly bonobo and the bonobo conservation initiative because the bonobos are highly endangered and we want to keep them around and Mm. we also are members of the zoo because even though i don't really love zoos they're prisons in a way but they are helping to keep the species going and they're a great education for people like us to see bonobos if we Mm. can't go all the way out to the congo now speaking of zoos have you heard about the cage match 
between Ilona Muskie and Zuck the Cuck. Oh, it's coming God. up. No. Oh, yeah. They're going to have a wrestling or, I don't know, jujitsu match. And, yeah, I know. It's, like, so kinky oh. in a way. Gay? Gay? Oh, of course. Let me just stop you guys from violence shaming right here. This is a consensual act between yes. two men. Yes, it's cool. And but it's silly. We and love it. We, we love it. As it diverts our attention away from the fact that they are exploiting us. Okay, all these corporate guys now have learned from Hollywood that they should be on stage and doing things that... They're celebrities. Yeah, they're celebrities now. So that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I, I don't mind. The only thing is they should learn to share. Yes. To share. And we're not talking about the wrestling ring Right, here. no. <laughs> we're talking about on your social media, in your corporations, you should pay more taxes. Right. So, so should the churches, by the way. Yeah, of course. Churches need to pay some taxes. But then we come to what do we do with our taxes? We mostly pay for the military, and that sucks. We shouldn't pay all of our taxes to the military. You know, speaking of the military... Anyway, I'm not really against Ilona Muskie and Zuck the Cuck, you know, beating each other up in the ring. I'm sure they're not going to hurt each other too bad. And it's just distracting from the fact that Zuck censored me and the fact that Ilona has a bunch of Nazis on there. But I'd rather have the Nazis on there, honestly, than be censored like that. (laughs) Well, speaking of Nazis, you know, we saw the Oppenheimer... And uh, oh. there's a case to be made for for the actress, Florence Pugh. She, her presence is felt, I think, because she really reminds mm, everyone. Great. She haunts the person who made the bomb. Uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. And, and, she was and his girlfriend feel, and she was a communist party I, member. I imagine, it's almost like the last scene of the movie kind of pans out to the cosmos and he's contemplating on what he fucking did and you can see the PTSD sort of waves of trauma and and feeling what he's done what he's created and it's almost Mm. like you can see this orgasmic swell of Florence Pugh riding him they even show her I don't know if you if you heard about this scene they show her riding him in the interrogation room very sensual she's totally naked and sort of magical realism but that the idea that he let this passionate erotic relationship die because this woman was a communist and threatened everything the established order and she ended up killing herself so they they say that she killed herself although it's a little vague how she died really she died somewhat mysteriously but yes perhaps she did kill herself either way it was tragic but they make this great point of the of of I really think they draw the parallel of what might have happened if he had chosen to release his tension in an in, in, in erotic way rather than to release his tension by creating a bomb. I, I do think that's sort of an underlying thing there. I, I but really the I'm most sure explosive thing about the movie I've heard, and I haven't seen it, I am not going to go into a theater for that, or Barbie for that matter, but I will see them <laughs> when they come to me. But the most explosive thing are her boobs, right? Yeah. I thought, no, I'm just kidding. She rides in pretty great in that yeah, interrogation that's room. great. I mean, very realistic sex scenes in that film. Some ah, of the most realistic it. That's sex what I really wish I could see. Maybe yeah. I can get a bootleg copy. 
I'm sure someone will send it to you, one of your fans. I don't want to go into these theaters to see this and be next to Verstunkene people. I guess if I'm going to be next to Verstunkene people, it should be in an orgy, not just in a theater to see a movie. But I'm glad you guys saw it. And I'm glad you mentioned orgies so much in the Vice show. That was great. I really love that. Well, I love orgies. Yeah, of different sorts. It doesn't all have to involve intercourse. An orgy can be an orgy of kissing or hugging. It is somewhat sexual, yes, and it's a gathering of people that are exchanging erotic activity. And that's really what we did. And uh, we're happy about it. By the way, Socialist Pizza, who is... Not sure who that is. New person, maybe? I think to make a zoo ethically consistent, they need to also keep humans imprisoned. (laughs) So I would say it shouldn't be non-consensual, but that consenting humans, I might even do it, go there for a day and be imprisoned and see what it's like and be on display as well. Perhaps be to love Light Live would do it. We do uh, it every day in our car. We're on oh, display we everywhere we go. So yeah, I, I think that would be that. a good exhibit to have. And actually, zoos used to have that, but it was considered very politically incorrect in the old days when they had human exhibits because they would usually be people from non-American countries. Like the hot and hot Venus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So that was considered really bad. But I don't know. The idea is interesting to have a human exhibit. Yeah. I went to prison so I for cannabis. So I back when it wasn't as legal and and it and I do know what it feels like to be in captivity because I was arrested nine times and went to jail each time for cannabis before that. And um, but I just have to say, as far as the vice, I have to Which give... Which was denigrated. I, that, Cannabis was so denigrated yeah, because was, it was going to turn you into a whore like the yeah, Negroes. You exactly. know, that was the propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Reefer, Reefer Madness. Yeah, and, but I have to say, you know, back to the vice show, you know, like, I have to say kudos to vice in the sense that, in many ways, but okay. the, the fact that the person, the, the, the therapist that they had um, come on to talk about her opinion about you as a therapist... Yeah. I felt like the advice really picked a great person t- because it, it, yeah. I, I, I was like, oh no, what's she going to say? What's she going to say? Yeah, she was a little so circumspect cool. because she yep. is certified and she doesn't want to lose her certification. So she pretty much has to say, well, we can't talk like that on the phone. We can't do those yeah. things. Although she sort of ends the piece by saying... I'm a pioneer. Yeah, yeah. that and that the first uh, the hookers were the first therapist well yeah she yeah. does say yeah. something so. to that effect and it's true i am not a hooker i don't do that but i have great respect for hookers sex workers if you Absolutely. will prostitutes yes, you i are. have great respect and i believe that what they do is therapeutic and it is certainly better to be a hooker that is honest and open and deals in sexuality with people consensually for money whatever you do physically helping them giving them a massage or having full-on intercourse whatever you do to me that is much more honorable than being a hooker for the military industrial complex like most of congress they're hookers too They just don't offer up their sex. They offer up their bodies. 
they put themselves into suits and ties and little dresses and they are definitely offering up their bodies, putting themselves in front of cameras for the sake of the military industrial complex who is their John. And that to me is, I guess I would say, disgusting. Well, you know, football mm. players who have uh, terrible injuries, wrestlers, mm. they all use their body to yes. make money. Oh, yes. Okay. They use their bodies. Right. But if you're a hooker, you can't use your body. Yeah, it's a double standard. You know, just to bring it back around to the Christian, you know, ideals yeah. that come from the Bohemian ideals and then before that, the pagan ideals. <laughs> you know, uh, we saw this film called Kokomo City this week about... Um, mostly African-American, but some uh, just brown-skinned transgender sex workers. And there was a character named Coco Dadal who died before they could finish make, uh, making, or before they could release the film. And of course, I played oh. Coco, who was also a sex worker right. in Django. Yes. Uh, so I had a lot of sympathy for she her. But one of the things she says in the interview, in the documentary, it's a great documentary. It's really good. One of the things she says is that she's been doing it so long that she that she has no love anymore she says she just has no love anymore for it she wants her money and that's it mm. and i would and i and I, it's it's a cautionary tale because all of the other women that are interviewed they talk about their you know their passion or how they want to help people or you know how they're trying to ease the gap because they they really feel for these men who are who are uh, on the down low and and who have wives but they're attracted to these men yeah. with, with penises well, and it's they not really for feel everybody for them. They really feel for them, and, and but the one, the cautionary tale is that no matter what industry you're in, whether you're pimping yourself out to Hollywood like I did or the military mm -hmm. industrial complex, if you have lost the love, if you're just doing it for the money and you really have disconnected yourself and you feel like that, that kind of shadow side of the hooker, you know, it's a tough place to be. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's important to not just do things for the money and yet we all need money that's why we call ourselves and this is another thing that commenters have an issue with how can you be capitalist socialist <laughs> what does that mean so we're explaining that you know because of course we all need money and most of us didn't get inheritances and yet yes we don't want to sell our souls we got to sell parts of us to make the rent to feed ourselves but we also try to take what we need and not yeah. Yes, that, and try to share. The yeah. more you can share, not steal other the less people's it shit. Costs. Yeah, right. That's what we find here in Bonoboville: sharing food, sharing space, sharing affection. It really does help uh, lower the expenses in every way. So we're mm -hmm. almost at the end of our show, and we have had such a good time talking about this vice piece. It's funny, we talked about it last week with Rhiannon Ahrens and with Casey. Casey likes to call herself Casey T-Girl, even though that's a little politically incorrect, but that's what it is. And she's been a sex worker before. Now she's doing more straight Hollywood, but if she can get work doing that since everybody's on strike. But in any case, it's been such a kind of wave of excitement for us and mixed feelings yes it's not like our hbo shows which were all very complimentary and presented us in a great light this 
tries to be a little investigative and and they put in there some of our troubles with the Arcadia City Council and how they want us to go but hey we're still here they're not winning this little fight and so yeah they do present that stuff they present some of my more controversial stories about clients and of course their comments are so middle America so showing the right wing the left wing and how sexually ignorant people are how erotophobic people are it's such an education for us and such a high it's a lot of fun and so we're really grateful to talk with the love and Beloved and Delight. There we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, you guys merge your names. It's kind of yeah. cool, but it is a tongue twister, okay? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers off of his Peter and <laughs> be to love light live or yeah, be to yeah. love live light. <laughs> yes, indeed. So we are so happy to be able to share the post show experience. It's kind of like talking after you have sex in a way just wasn't that great it was great sex it was great sex Amazing. great sex great sex and you, you are definitely stars of this piece <laughs> definitely enough that the commenters went after you well the christians should know that like mary magdalene i was mistaken for a prostitute and then i died and i was reborn as to love live life so uh, <laughs> it should there should be a nice yeah. A segue there, you know. Most of the good that. parts in Hollywood are prostitutes. I mean, that's what I found when I was a kid and I was a theater major. And I would be in these different shows and stuff, you know, whether it was no exit. All the parts that are good for women are usually sex workers of some sort. Yeah. I yeah, mean, all the musicals they do in high school. I was a hot box girl. I didn't even know that she was. It was a, she was basically a hooker. I didn't even know, you know. Right, right. Now in the Fantastics, I just played the girl. She's not a hooker, but she's a lover. You know, women are often defined by Hollywood in terms of our love. We're dolls, like Barbie, and look at Oppenheimer. But at least we're not the ones that blew up Hiroshima. The guys did that. But the women are <laughs> part of it, so we've got a lot to learn, all of us. I want to say, I want to say one more thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I am most of the Vice fans out there in general and viewers, um, I would imagine aren't commenting because if you think about the viewers of Vice, it's mostly people that are going to love this segment. And any Christians that are watching it are literally watching Vice because so they could and do exactly. to you. So oh, totally. Kudos to the whole, all of Bonoboville and to you and Max. I mean, we love you both and thank you so much for all you've done for us therapeutically, physically, mentally, spiritually. And uh, and I know you want to talk about some And else. for all the orgies. Hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> There's got to be another orgy holiday coming up. And there will be more. There will be. Yeah. But yes, it's definitely true that, I mean, I see a lot of videos that I like. I don't put comments on them. It's when you hate something that you're motivated. Yep. So these yep. haters are motivated. And I don't have a lot of hate, so I'm hardly ever motivated to post comments on other people's things. Mm. So mm. they are motivated. And yes, they're coming from this place uh, that I get because that's the way I feel about the Pentagon, right? That's the way I feel about the wars. That's the way I feel about Donald Trump. 
And so I have a show, though, that I can shoot my mouth off. But they don't have a show, so they get on my comments section to shoot their mm. mouth. And I appreciate it. I wouldn't want to censor them. And I respond to them, and I give them my opinion. And Max is the dildo-washing king. Yeah. And so we're going to be at the Urban X Awards. Yeah. 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 We're nominated. I'm nominated. But Max Mm -hmm. is the other part of me. So most popular sex educator. Where and when? This is at the Globe Theater on Sunday. And it's the Urban X Awards. I'm not sure exactly why I'm considered urban, but I'm happy to be urban. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't urban just mean of the city? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, yeah. But I'm out in the, the country city. now. I'm in Arcadia. Oh. So I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, when I was downtown, I could understand yeah. being considered urban. But I'm thrilled to be nominated. I'm sure I'm not going to win because my fellow nominees all have more followers than me on Twitter. They really work it. And so I'm excited to be among them. We got to say goodbye. We're going to say goodbye. Aww. Bye, Brady. Yeah. yeah. Bye, Brady. Yes. Yeah, bye, bye, Brady. Bye, bye Socialist bye, Pizza. Bye, Bert. Bye, Shardall. I'm sorry we didn't get to talk to you this time. He wanted to talk, but we just didn't have time. We've been talking so much about our fabulous Vice piece. If you haven't checked in, check out the Vice piece when you do feel good you don't feel the need to comment it's when you don't feel good that you get on there like crusaders it's true that's what is the reason that the christians are in charge of the supreme court that they're in charge of so many things even though they are such a minority religious people are a minority people aren't going to places of worship these days unless you count bonoboville but really they're not they're mostly lapsed something or others. And yet we have these hugely religious people in charge of our Supreme Court, to a great degree, our Congress. And it's killing us, brothers and sisters. It is the reason that we saw a beautiful place, Hawaii, Maui, burning and burning because we believe in putting our faith in religion too much and our law in religion when we need to make laws to reduce our carbon footprint to uh, reduce our murdering mother earth to focus on loving the earth a little bit more (laughs) yes and the bonobos give Mm -hmm. us a good example there too i mean Mm -hmm. they might not be that bright when it comes to creating a bomb for instance there are no oppenheimers among the bonobos and for that matter there aren't barbies either they're real they're down to earth and they teach us how to be real and down to earth and not bomb each other and not ruin the earth Mm. if you want to learn more about how not to ruin your life and (laughs) maybe improve your sex life you can give us a call and we are here for you telephone sex therapy one form or another you can talk about whatever you want, from erotic hypnosis to taboo fantasies to relationship counseling to life coaching to how to wash dildos, right? <laughs> so 
213-291-9497 is the regular number. That's 213-291-9497. And uh, we got to go. Got to so, go. I just really quickly hope the people that are doing these revenge crimes throwing acid in, in the, the faces of people who reject their marriage proposals or their oh. wife for looking at another person. Oh. I hope that those people hear this and consider calling or, you know, that they can oh, share that yes. with a friend. Because I've been reading about that online. It's really touched me. They've been doing so that for a while. And it is just horrific. And any kind of violence is horrific. For some reason, that is kind of pushes certain buttons. It's like chemical warfare. It's okay. terrible. So, yes, we are here for you to help you to cut down on the violence, stop the violence, and certainly not hurt anybody. Redirect the passion. Redirect to the therapy. I bet you already have prevented women from having acid in their faces already. I have. And so, anyway, we'll talk more about that next week. But we got to go. So thank you. Be to love, live, light. And thank you, Brady. Thank you, everyone who's out there who's been part of this great show. Watch our Vice video and be good, be happy. Try not to hurt anyone, including yourself. Share. Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make kink, not war. Bonobos are very kinky. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight even if that someone is you i love you i love you too need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else you can talk to us i'm dr susan block your mistress of the airwaves but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.